Hello, and welcome to the Just Hit Send podcast. This is Kelsey Jeff, and this is the last and final episode of season two. So welcome, welcome. Ah, yeah. So when this episode releases, it's March 11th, 2022. And that means that spring is just days away. Thank God the sun is hanging out with us more often. And the wedding season, it's coming in hot right around the corner. So I fully understand that weddings are just really crazy. And it's such a special time of celebration and fun and excitement, but can be very very stressful. There is a special kind of stress attached to weddings, I think. And there's just so much to do and so many expectations and traditions and customs and people. Yeah, it's a wild time. But I decided to make this episode not only focusing on brides or future brides and my ideas and tips and whatever for planning your own wedding, but this is just for everyone on a general scale because weddings affect a lot of us, most of us even at some point. And if your family member or your friend is getting married, well, this certainly affects you now, doesn't it? So let's just chat about weddings as a whole. I'll share with you my perspective on being a guest, um, being in the bridal party and, you know, having had planned my wedding by myself just last year, just about seven months ago or so um, was when we had our wedding. So all one year ago, right now, I was in full-blown wedding planning. Um, And I remember most of it, I think. I've probably trauma response to some of it and kicked it out of my brain. (laughs) Um, But I felt like if I waited too much longer on this one, one, the wedding season would be in the middle of it and you probably wouldn't find things useful or helpful, Um, but then also the details are going to start to fade away in my old age. (laughs) So um, here we are, but before we dive into that, in true me fashion, we need to talk about my late party arrival to watching Encanto. I watched it just a few days ago. It was very great. Great recommendation by like everyone on the planet, it feels like. And I mean, Lin-Manuel Miranda has his hands in that. So there you have it. No surprise that it was a great one. But yeah, I'm feeling much better about life right now that I know who Bruno is. So that's wonderful. Also, in my little entertainment update that's unofficially official. Um, We saw Batman, the new Batman movie, um, just, let's see, just a couple days ago, actually. So that was also a good one. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed that. So two awesome recommendations, one I'm sure you've already seen, or at least uh, you know songs of from TikTok or whatever. And then that new one of Batman is really, really good. But all right. Now let's just hit send on some weddings. Let's get into it. So if you're planning a wedding right now, or if you're a part of a wedding coming up this year, or just feeling a lot of the different feels, just watching this season kind of come to a head and unfold online, particularly on social media and whatnot, let's just all take a collective deep breath in. And then out. Okay. (laughs) So there's my first tip. Keep breathing. 
because from my own personal experience, there is a special kind of stress, like I mentioned, for weddings, <laughs> and it can be really hard to navigate and handle some of that. So if that's you right now, for any reason at all, if you feel and um, I mean, there's just so many thoughts and so many emotions that go into this. So I certainly feel for you and no, you're not crazy for feeling overwhelmed or the pressure of it all. There's a lot that pushes for us and pushes against us and, um, you know, just fights for our time and our space and our mental energy and all that kind of stuff um, when we're considering wedding. So I do feel for you. And yes, we all just need to give everybody a little bit of grace and a little bit of just space to breathe and, and just be. But um, you can do this no matter where you are, whether you're just watching this unfold online um, and your friends are getting married or family members or whatever, whether you are the bride and or groom and um, planning your big day. Uh, yeah. And everybody in between, right? <laughs> um, I just want to start off here by going through a little bit of my wedding. Um, since I haven't really shared much about it publicly, I mean, I've shared photos and whatnot online, but I haven't really chatted about it. So I'm glad to have this little outlet to document it a bit. But so my husband, Aaron, and I, um, we were together for like six, almost seven years, um, for how long we dated. And we knew from early on that we wanted to get married, but our timeline was based basically on our schooling situation. And honestly, the two of us just needed to really, um, grow and mature in ourselves individually. I mean, oh my gosh, I can't even fathom what it would have been like to get married like five or six years ago. No, 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 no not the right timing for us. Um, found each other, you know, early on in our twenties and just held on to each other. So I think, um, being comfortable in your own timeline is something that's super helpful, especially when you get into this season or when you're waiting for your own season to happen, because everybody's timeline is so different and it's not a bad thing at all to wait or whatever. Um, you just really got to kind of tune out the noise and stuff like that because it gets noisy. Let me tell you, I totally understand that because every single couple is very different, but I'm so glad that we did what felt right for us at the time because the timing of us getting married literally down to the month and the week and everything was completely perfect for us. We just have no regrets, regrets in that at all. Um, not that it wasn't difficult at times. I remember thinking a few years ago, up until even a year or two ago, and just really being like, what the heck? Like, when is it going to be over? The waiting season can get so difficult and so trying, and you start to doubt and question things, and it's all just confusing and chaos. Um, but it's a giant distraction. So just keep hanging in there wherever you happen to be with this whole relationship, whatever thing in life, because, you know, the things do fall into place when they, when they're supposed to. And 
resisting that timeline for your life is just really, really hard and um, can bring a lot of extra stress and, and chaos, honestly, into your life. So just hang in there, friend. But anyway, we got engaged um, after six or seven years of dating, um, and we got engaged in February 13, 2021. So just over a year ago from when I'm recording this, and I took the um, took the lead in our wedding planning situation. I mean, Aaron was not involved for most of it, and it wasn't because I was like, get out of the way, like, this is my thing. Um, it was just how it fell and it was kind of what he desired. So, which was fine. It's just how that worked out for us. But I personally jumped right into wedding planning, like two days later, (laughs) jumped in and jumped in pretty hard. And again, that's another thing that I have zero regrets on. I do know. I thought I was gonna, at the time I felt a little bit crazy like jumping right into wedding planning, but no, I look back on that now of like, uh, uh-uh, no way. What the heck was I waiting for? I waited so long for that. And like, I was, I was personally ready to go. Like I knew that we, what we wanted and well, not exactly what we wanted, but I knew uh, the gist of it. And I knew, well, one, we wanted to get married and have a wedding the same year. So there is that. <laughs> but, um, by the end of our first week of us being engaged, we had our date set and our venue set and, Um, we were just working out the details on getting like the deposit down and all that goodness. But like, yeah, it was, it was set within the first week. And I remember, um, some of our family members were like, oh, 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 you, okay. And I'm like, I do, let's just go. Like, also I am like kind of a crazy person when it comes to planning, if you don't know that about me already. So I was like, I see a laundry, laundry list and a half of to do's. Let's start cracking it. So we got married on Saturday, August 14th of 2021. So we had a six month engagement. Oh my goodness. If you have anything less than a year engagement, you better stay on top of things, man. Like let's go. Like I'm all about it. It can be done. I mean, my a friend of mine had even shorter than I did. Um, and plenty of people do. That's not crazy, but let's go like put your head down and we're planning a wedding because there's a lot to do but anyway we got married august 14th 2021 uh covid was still a pretty decently sized influence in our event and um, we had to navigate that one i remember watching the news because i i'm not a news watcher by any means um i remember watching the news for new york state updates and stuff on restrictions like so crazily (laughs) I was like oh my gosh dude like you have so much control into my one special day like don't mess this up for me but anyway we had much less of it than a lot of other brides did or couples did rather um I mean we didn't get married in 2020 so there's that but still still was a thing though still something we had to navigate still didn't even know at my rehearsal at our venue if we were going to have to wear masks or not. So it was like mm, fun, but yeah, but we made it through and it actually ended up working out perfectly. Thank God. Um, so we chose the Buffalo history museum as our venue and wow, can't recommend that place enough. Um, just a gorgeous venue. If you have not been and you're not from the area, um, go Google that or 
dig around on my Facebook or something for photos because it was just, just an the coolest venue ever. Um, and everyone's like, how did you figure that one out? I didn't even know they did weddings. Yeah, dude, me either. I didn't know they did weddings either. Um, how I found it was I was Googling cheap wedding venues in Buffalo and Western New York. <laughs> Literally that's, I don't know. I don't know. That just came up on Google and I dug into it a little bit and I was like, mm -hmm, that's it. That's it. Um, but we honestly, we, I had, okay. I had a spreadsheet. I still have the spreadsheet and it is a wonderful sped spreadsheet. One of my favorites <laughs> that I've ever made, but, um, we had like six or seven venues that we were interested in. Um, and we were just looking at dates and availability and all that kind of stuff. Um, we knew we wanted something in August cause we wanted something in the summer before it got, the weather got real weird and wonky in the fall. Also, I just didn't want to get married in the fall. Um, yeah, but, uh, we were doing that availability hunt and pricing out and all that happiness and, um, landed on the Buffalo history museum. And my gosh, that was so cool. Um, we had a black tie, like 1920s, great Gatsby vibe thing. I don't know. Um, that was kind of our theme. So pretty anti the rustic vibe, like anything that was not welcome. <laughs> um, I'm just not a very rustic gal myself. So that's where we landed with a theme. It was, it was really helpful though, um, to have a theme, even a very loose theme <laughs> to our wedding, because it just helps you like, does that fit or does that not? And yes or no. Um, and not that you can't do whatever the heck you want, because I truly believe you can in a lot of ways, but it was really helpful, um, to kind of get people in the right zone that were going to help me with that. And, um, just to keep my head screwed on straight. So that's what we did. Um, we had about 75 people invited to the wedding and we had 49 people, um, attend the wedding. And that included my DJ and my photographer. So, very small, a super small wedding, um, based on what is common these days for like a full venue wedding. Um, I suppose I know, uh, these times are definitely in the midst of changing, which I am all for, but, um, I'm also not against a big wedding. I think those are super great too. I think my overall best tip for planning your own wedding though, is before you get buried into the Pinterest boards and you get super like excited on how you're going to ask your bridesmaids to be your bridesmaids and all that happiness, like before you really start going to town on making those plans is two things. And one is to figure out what element of the wedding celebration, if you're going to have a full blown wedding, which element is the most important to you and your partner? Um, thus, which you're going to throw the most money at, right? Or spend the most time planning or whatever. Is that how you look in your hair, in your dress and everything? Um, is it your venue? Do you want a super cool venue or a venue that has been on your mind for years and you love it or whatever? Um, is it the flowers and like the decor is a vibe of it? The whole, the, the, what matters most to you? Is it the food or the ceremony location? Do you want to get married outside and then have a service like outside or like, do you want to absolutely not? Like that was my thing. I was like, absolutely not. We're having the least amount of activities outside, out in the weather that we have no control over as possible. <laughs> um, 
what's but what's the most important thing having all your people there um because having all your people there means you're probably going to have to sacrifice on something else because all means more <laughs> and more means money um in in many ways so figure out which part and which element of the wedding celebration is the most important and push aside the the most important thing is getting married to my person yeah obviously duh that's why we're planning the wedding okay get that one out of the way now which like superficial thing you can touch or put money on whatever is important to you um and then if once you guys have that decided, run with it and throw your time and your efforts and your value and your money at that thing. Um, and that'll help you really make your decisions. Like when you are saying, oh, like, I don't know what we should do. Like we spent all this money on an awesome venue, but I'm not sure on flowers. It's like, okay, well, let's go back to what we first decided and see if that still aligns with us. Like we have this amazing venue, but maybe it really doesn't need flowers because I don't know, the walls kind of talk for itself or the the vibe of it kind of talks for itself. So maybe we're going to do the wooden flowers or maybe we're just going to have very simple um, in like a small amount of flowers or whatever. So it kind of helps um, guide what is more important to you. Not that you can't um, have more than one thing, but at the end of the day, you can't have it all, my friend. I mean, I don't have buckets of money. So, uh, you know, if you're listening to this podcast, that's probably the case too. <laughs> um, but anyway, and number two, I think get a ballpark idea for what your guest list is going to look like, because I think this is super, super helpful to have um, nailed down before you start calling around and sending emails out to vendors and stuff, because so many things that you need to buy and book and whatever and reserve um, have to do with the ballpark of people. So, and you know, in ballpark, I mean, like get in chunks of tens and 25s. Okay. I mean, there's a difference between inviting 20 people and 75 people to a wedding. Okay. There's a difference between having a hundred and 300 that I'm a huge difference. Right. So just get your ballpark down. You can like hash out the details. I mean, most of the things, if you're doing kind of like the traditional venue catered, blah, 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 whatever part of a wedding are going to be in chunks anyway, until you get like down to a couple weeks before the wedding. Um, they don't need to know super fine details. So you don't need to have um, every single thing laid out perfectly at the beginning, but have a good, like good guess. Okay. You have that conversation with your families, your parents, your uh, partner, whatever, and go off of that. Okay, honestly, I think those are the key elements of planning any event, big or small or indifferent, like weddings or not. Um, I think they're very good to kind of help you navigate where to go next. So for us to answer these questions, the things that were most important to us were the food and the venue. But the food was the most important element to the celebration part because we care so much as a couple about food and it's something that makes us really happy and it would be really, really sad and like a disservice to us in the beginning of our marriage if we had a bad meal on the most special day for us as a couple. Like, I know that sounds dramatic, but literally that would be, that would be just tragic to me <laughs> and to, I know to Aaron as well. Um we have and and make good food um all the time so it would just just be weird if we just didn't have really good food served at our wedding so that was what we decided okay that's really important to us 
And um, yeah, so that's where we threw a lot of money towards and a lot of time and a lot of planning. And I spoke my mind for those things because food was where it was at. Um, we had, if you're uh, in the Buffalo area, we had Oliver's um, restaurant cater our um, meal for our wedding. Anyway, so we got our guest list together and had to make some pretty hard to decisions on this one for two reasons. The guest list was difficult. It was and it wasn't, if you know what I mean. But we were still in the middle of juggling the unknowns with the pandemic and in New York State at that time when we were planning. So this is February of last year, February and March. Um, there were thresholds put on the number of guests in public venues where dancing would be allowed, masks would be allowed um, or wouldn't be allowed. And even for weddings could happen or not was based on how many people you had there. Um, that included staff, that included like, bus boys and DJs and like all that kind of stuff. Um, so we made the decision to stay below one of those thresholds to avoid any super crazy changes. I mean, I didn't, I was so not interested in having to make backup. Sorry, you can't come to our wedding postcards. No, absolutely not. Um, and then also related to our guest list because we wanted to have really awesome food served and a really intimate time together. That meant that we were going to have to spend the majority of our budget on that element. So that meant we were going to have to pay for food and drinks per person because that's how that typically works. Not like you pay per person for flour, right? Um, so you pay per person for food and drink, which really drives up the cost of the wedding. And that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Um, the biggest line item in our wedding budget by far was our food and beverage for the event. And I have no regrets on that. Uh, if you asked me two weeks after the wedding, I would have said, yes, I do regret that. <laughs> but now, um, having some time removed and the money very much out of our bank account for some time, <laughs> um, it's all good. And we loved it and it was delicious. And I have, oh, it was just so great. And we had so many compliments on the food. So I loved it. It was great. Um, and like I said, we had a very small wedding, all things considered. So yeah, that line item was, was a large one, but we got thrifty and pretty frugal in a lot of different elements in our wedding though. Um, so first off my dress cost me about a hundred bucks <laughs> and it was custom size to me and uh, custom made and, uh, needed zero alterations when it came in and it truly was my dream dress. I have zero regrets on this. Um, I got it through a Zazi online and I used their try it at home program and it was phenomenal. I absolutely recommend that because I was absolutely not interested in dress shopping and uh, having that whole traditional appointment in the bridal store with a bunch of people there. And then um, that coupled with the lack of availability for appointments because of restrictions due to COVID. So like those two together, nope, not my vibe not my jam. So I went with this try on option from home, um, through Azazi online, tried on several different dresses in the comfort of my own home and didn't have a salesperson pressuring me either way. It was awesome. Plus it was custom made to me and I didn't need any alterations. So it was the most affordable situation ever. I mean, a hundred bucks for a wedding dress is insane, right? It's totally insane. Um, and it was not cheap. I, it is a strong and sturdy dress and it's gorgeous. It was so comfortable. It was awesome. And my shoes were also $20 from Amazon. <laughs> so like, I, 
I'm not big, big on like fashion anyway, but like I did not have to compromise one bit of what I wanted on my dress and it worked out wonderful. And I got so, so many compliments on that. Um, but regardless, I just felt great in that dress. So there's that. Also, I had fake flowers at my wedding. Yeah. Another element of the wedding that I wanted to do away with altogether, but was talked out of that. And I'm happy that we went with that uh, in the end. But I had calla lilies for my flowers for the wedding. Um, white ones for me and my bridesmaids to hold as our bouquets. And then black and white ones for our table settings and whatever and our decor. And they were all purchased from Amazon. And I think I spent like 60 bucks on flowers total. <laughs> we did not have boutonnieres or anything like that. Um, it's super minimal. I'm not a flowery person. Not, not by a long shot. <laughs> Shocker. I know because I have a black and white and gold theme wedding. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I love the Calla I think they're really cool. I'm staring at a at a vase of them right now from my wedding. Um, but they were awesome quality. Like, First of all, okay, no wilting, no water, no mess. And I still have that bouquet sitting right here, as I was just saying, like <clears throat> on like a practicality level, like a black and white, my, how my brain works. I was like, duh, why don't more people do this? <laughs> um, but some people love florals. Like my friend, Rachel had the, some of the most gorgeous flowers I've ever seen at, in person. And, uh, those were wonderful. Just totally not for my vibe because our weddings couldn't be more opposite <laughs> in the like theme and vibe of them, but it's perfect because they were so her and these were so me. So they were great. Um, and then another one is I wanted to keep the cost down for my bridal party. So while the guys in our wedding had a bit of an expense with renting tuxedos because, you know, it's like black tie and whatever, but, um, my girls made out like bandits because I wanted them in all black, um, all black dresses, but I didn't care one ounce, what kind of, or style or whatever they were. Um, and they all look stunning. We didn't have to deal with shades of whatever pinks or whatever, because black is black. <laughs> and every girl in our wedding thanked me at least once for making it simple for them. And that wasn't a compromise for me at all. I was not thinking of them. I mean, it was, but I wasn't because I just wanted them all in black anyway, because if I couldn't wear black, they were going to wear black. <laughs> um, but I, I just truly appreciate the couples out there that make it simple for their bridal parties yet stick to what they want. Like, I'm not saying you should compromise for the sake of your bridal party, but like when brides and grooms really put some thought into like paying attention to what their bridal party has to put into to make their day happen, like kudos to you. Y'all are great. I very much appreciate that. I got pretty creative and crafty, but had a very elegant theme. So it wasn't the whole like mason jars and burlap vibe by any means. That is just not my style by a long shot. So we had black and gold as our colors with some white in there and just ran with that. And I created all of our save the dates and our invitations and our signage and whatever through uh, Canva, the um, website, the graphic design website. If you don't know what Canva is and I don't know what to tell you, but you should probably get on that train. But, um, we had them also printed through Canva too, which I loved, like highly recommend that if you're ever interested in printing anything through them, the custom sizing and stuff that was, that was awesome. But, um, all of our decor was super minimal, but I created it all by myself. 
Um, our centerpieces for each table were also very minimal. I painted some wine bottles um, that were donated by my friends. Thank you very much for your service. Uh, fake pearls from Amazon, ostrich feathers from Amazon, and gold chargers that I borrowed from a friend, like super minimal. I thrifted an old black bird cage thing to hold our cards. And yeah, we didn't really have to decorate much because our venue really spoke for itself. That's largely why we chose it. Um, but I would recommend into renting like museums and libraries and anything that's a nonprofit in your area for a unique and more affordable option for holding your wedding venue. And that's how we decided to go with the History Museum in Buffalo for our venue. But it's common for like science museums. We were also looking at the Buffalo Science Museum for us as well. Um, and art museums and galleries and big public libraries and stuff like that to anything that holds like a historic landmark thing where you can have a, like pay admission to go see it during the week or whatever. A lot of those places do host... Um, like event packages and stuff like that. So it's a great way to keep the venue functioning and bringing in money for the place after all. Um, and it's a nonprofit, so it's typically lower priced. Um, I'm sure not all of them, but for us, that was the case. And um, it was really, really cool. I mean, how awesome. It, it just, just so cool. And the cool thing about doing it at the History Museum for us is that they opened the museum for all of our guests. So it gave them something to do while we were getting photos or whatever through the cocktail hour, um, which was awesome. I mean, how cool is that? So very cool. But our favors for our wedding was a donation that we made to an organization that one of our groomsmen chose. Um, actually, <laughs> another fun fact is that he stood on my side because I wanted him to, and he said he would. So I had a bride's guy. Um, so we had a very like non-traditional wedding, but anyway, he chose the organization that we donated to for our favors, um, because we were going to make the donation in his father's name who had passed away suddenly a few months before our wedding. So that's how we decided to do the favors and all that. I personally don't really care for wedding favors and I haven't been to a wedding yet where I have been impressed by the wedding favors. So if you're listening to this and I've attended your wedding, sorry, but, uh, yeah, <laughs> I would say either, um, this is just my personal opinion, obviously like the rest of this entire show, but I, would say either save your money and time and effort and all that kind of stuff and do away with them or make a donation or something like that. But, you know, or a lot of people will do their desserts or like snacks during the reception as your favors because all those are cool ideas, but you do you, whatever. I, I don't really care what you do for your favors. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So that's a little bit, bit, a little bit about my wedding in particular. We did have our ceremony and reception at the same place. I love when people do that because I don't want to get in a car again until I'm going home. Um, <laughs> let's see. We got, uh, our rehearsal dinner was at a hotel a few minutes away in Buffalo, um, where we also had a block of rooms and I got ready and had our first, uh, well, I, we did not do first look, but um, uh, my dad's first look with me. So yeah, it was super nice. Really recommend if you ever want to just chat about hosting a wedding, particularly in Buffalo, New York, I would be more than happy to chat about that. But just in general, no matter where you live, 
I'd be open to that conversation as well. So I asked on my social media stories um, from my followers if they had any tips, if they had any questions, and we got some answers and responses to all that. Some are dumb. (laughs) I'm going to read them though and um, uh, give my two cents about them because it opens a good conversation even though they were dumb. But uh, here we go. So starting out with some tips from others and I really liked all of these. These were good. Um, So submitted by other folks that, and I'll just give my two cents about them. But first one was start the planning early. I already alluded to this one, but I totally agree with this one, especially if you're looking to have a shorter engagement, AKA less than a year. Also, it just gets the question of like, oh my God, what's the day? After you post that you got engaged or whatever. Um, yeah. So start moving quickly, start the planning early. Totally agree. Number two, make sure your vision aligns with your budget. Ooh, good one. That's another great tip as I personally couldn't pull off a black tie themed wedding on a rustic barn or rented hall style budget. So that I knew going into it, but like I just told you, I found a lot of compromises in ways we could be frugal. Um, and the cool thing about the black tie vibe is I went pretty minimal with it. So we didn't really need a whole lot. Okay. Number three, be in the moment. Yes. Great tip. Enjoy the process and try to just cut out the noise and limit the stress of it all. It can be so fun to plan all these little things and just make it very unique to you and your family and whatever. So, and on the flip side, if you're totally not interested in planning certain elements of the wedding at all, either hire it out or get someone in your life to do it for you or help you because man, you don't have to do it all and you don't have to love every single element either. So that's a good one. Um, this next one says, have a sister who is the jack of all trades and will do your hair, makeup, and nails. Guess who submitted this one? <laughs> um, but that's very true. I didn't have to pay for my hair or makeup or nails because my sister is skilled in that area and came in clutch for me big time throughout the whole wedding process before, during, and after. So yes, I would suggest that. Have a sister who is a jack of all trades. <laughs> and if you don't, I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, the next one, last one here for tips, it says, always play Coldplay songs to dance to at your wedding. Well, that's what Aaron and I did. So check mark on that. <laughs> I also very much recommend it. Okay. We got some questions from others. First one, and I said, some of these were dumb. So here we go. But number one, is there a wedding gift better than a package of Reese's? Okay. So answer. Yes, there is. Um, but I would say always buy gifts from the registry. I am like Schmidt in new girl when it comes to that <laughs> or, um, give cash monies. That's always good too. So if there is a singular package of Reese's on their registry, go for it. But otherwise, yes, there are plenty of better gifts out there like air fryers. <laughs> and my question in response to this person is, Um, not to this person, I guess, but just in general to anyone who cares to listen is why are Reese's not sponsoring this podcast yet? Because this is now the third or fourth episode this season alone that Reese's has been mentioned. So like, what the heck I'm coming for you? Okay. Question number two, it's customary to be fashionably late to weddings, right? (laughs) This question was submitted like the first one and like the one to follow this one. Um, just to drive me up a tree, but I will take the annoying questions and submissions for what it's worth and mention 
please arrive early to your ceremonies, okay? If you're a guest, um, please arrive early. And if you're part of the wedding party, well, you better be there when the bride and groom say you should be there, okay? Because the bride will notice and does notice who is late and who she is waiting for to be walked down the aisle. And she's just thinking about how much she wants to eat. So <laughs> that's at least what I was thinking. Um, so just don't be that guy, okay? So no, it is not customary to be fashionably late to weddings. It's not customary to be fashionably late to anything, in my personal opinion, but there it is. Number three, the last question by this grade A jabroni. How often should I ask the bride if she's really sure about this? Daily until she walks down the aisle, question mark? Okay, so yes, my vote would be yes, daily until she walks down the aisle, but why stop there? And while she's walking down the aisle, you should just walk up next to her and ask her one more time if she if she's okay, you know, with who she's marrying and doing this whole thing. <laughs> but anyway, but for real though, as a general rule of thumb, when your friends and family members are getting married, just kind of keep your comments to yourself and pick your battles. That would be my advice. Also, if you're leaning towards eloping, I 100% support your decision to do that. Also, it's very common to want to elope and scratch the whole wedding celebration idea about a month or so before the big day happens for you and you've already planned it all out <laughs> because that happened to me and it's happened to just about every other person that has been a bride in their life. Um, and if you had to organize a wedding, people might start to ask that about you. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, I, I really support the the whole concept of eloping. And if I had to organize my own wedding again, which I am thankful I'll, I will never have to do, but if for some wacky reason I did, I wouldn't. And I would elope. I loved my wedding, but I would do it, not do it again. So there you go. <laughs> um, and then another question here was, what about compromises between religious and non-religious weddings? Okay, good question here. So my wedding in particular was pretty unique in this area because um, for our wedding, we had a mix of two sets of different religious customs and traditions and whatnot that we were celebrating and that were really important to us to have recognized and celebrated and also explained throughout our wedding. So um, for us, I had my dad marry us. He's an ordained minister. Um, we have a lot of ordained ministers in our life, especially at that time, but I really wanted my dad to do it and he was willing to do it. Um, so he walked me down the aisle and then scooted up there after and uh, did the ceremony for us. He did the Christian elements of the wedding uh, that we wanted and that we recognized, but we also incorporated a about equally, I wouldn't want to say maybe, I don't know, um, maybe equally as many Jewish elements into our wedding as Aaron and his family are Jewish. And in particular, the ceremony was um, where this kind of came out more. Um, but how we chose which elements to go with from either side of the religious spectrums is that I um, got to take the lead to choose which elements from the Christian side that we wanted to do. And Aaron decided which elements um were most important to him from the Jewish traditions. And then we consulted each other and kind of mashed this uh, ceremony thing together. And Aaron's father did the Jewish elements for us. So it was really nice to have both of our fathers up there um, marrying us. So it was pretty cool. But those, uh, we chose the elements that were most important to us and left out the ones that weren't really that much. So um, we also took into account our parents with this one and chose traditions that would also honor them um, if they, you know, 
if the elements didn't totally matter to us one way or another, we kind of went through that lens to see, well, would, would this really honor our, our parents? And if it did, we added it. Um, but we also had a lot of like secular elements to our wedding as well. So for example, we did not solely play religious music for our ceremony or our reception. I mean, I walked down the aisle to Chopin and we walked back down the aisle after we were married to Coldplay. So yeah, super super untraditional there. Um, I did not have a veil. We wrote our, out our own ketubah to make it more consistent with who we were and what we were signing up for. And I mean, I danced to a song from Hamilton with my dad. We did not do a garter or bouquet toss. Um, no cake cutting because we had soft pretzels and not cake. Uh, let's see. I had a surprise dance with my mom to a disco song. So yeah, even at our most traditional parts of the day and the celebration, we were very true to ourselves and our beliefs and ultimately did what felt right for us. I really, truly think every couple's different in that situation. So yeah, to your question though, um, compromise is the name of the game, <laughs> I think in life in general, but I think you, something you just have to become comfortable with unless you just don't want to do everything the way you and your partner would prefer to do it is to become comfortable with the fact that you're not getting married to please anyone in your family or friend list. You know, once you're confident in that, you can kind of make decisions for you and your partner, not only for the wedding, but for life in general. Um, and just kind of move forward with those things. Because let me tell you, there is always going to be someone around the corner who's thinking or going to mention to you that you did it wrong, or they can't believe your audacity <laughs> for Lord only knows what. So long answer to that question, but that's what we did for our wedding since we were navigating two different um, religions. But I would say like, have traditions that are important and meaningful to you guys. Um, whoever's marrying you, ask them uh, for their suggestion as well. But I do think taking your parents or whoever is really close to you into your life um, into consideration because it's also a very nice and honoring thing to do. If that's not something you want to do, I don't think you have to by any means. Um, but we made a handful of decisions solely out of honor and respect of both of our parents. And we were happy to do that. They didn't suggest it or force it upon us at all, which ultimately did make it our decision at the end of the day anyways. But we were happy to honor them um, and honor other others just in general during our big day as well. Just quickly to touch on how to be a good bridesmaid, groomsman, whatever, be a good bridal party supporter is number one, just be supportive to your bride and your groom. Okay. Good communication is so helpful during the season of their life. Like, and just to any couple out there getting married, um, over communicate. That's what my biggest advice, piece of advice would be over communicate. I always got nervous that I was being annoying, just talking about my wedding to my bridal party. But then I'm, I look back on that now and I'm like, oh, they're in my wedding. So like, why am I feeling bad? <laughs> um, and people want to, and people need to know information and stuff like that. So over communicate, that's always good. Number two, if you are able to, and you do want to offer this, tell them, tell them verbally, send a text or whatever that you are willing to help and are willing to bounce ideas off of and all that good stuff. I know I often felt like I was burdening people. Um, and the reassurance that came verbally from my friends and family was really, really nice and really good because there's a lot of pressure for couples getting married and a lot of things to remember. And I, yeah, if you're 
dealing with someone that deals with like, oh, I don't want to like push people or be selfish at all, whatever, just verbalize it to your, to your couple. Number three, clear your weekend and make the week of the wedding flexible as much as you can, because it's awesome to have time to work with, um, with your bridal party members, um, being that couple. So you also have to be there for things like the rehearsal, the rehearsal dinner and all that. So keep that in mind. Don't just save the date, the actual one date, save, you know, a few more, (laughs) um, do your best to behave and be nice to the fellow bridal party members and family because drama is not part of your job description during that event. Sorry, the movies make it sound like that, but it's not. Um, number five, be on time for things. Ask for clarification if you need it and just do what you're signing up for. That's always really helpful. Number six, be helpful. <laughs> um, before, during, after the wedding, in the shower, the rehearsal, whatever. If someone needs a water, offer to grab it. The bride needs some boxes out of her car. Jump in and help, man. The more hands make light work and help de-stress your happy couple. Number seven, be present. We already talked about this in a little bit, but while you should also be having fun and enjoying yourself and enjoying the celebration and celebrating your couple and your people, like make sure you're in the right place at the right time and paying attention to what's going on because snappy brides and grooms don't typically want to be snappy brides and grooms. <laughs> um, and then lastly, celebrate their ideas and their desires and their wishes along with their actual celebration of their marriage. Like it's really fun to have people get excited for you. So just get excited. It's really, really, really awesome. And ultimately someone else's wedding is not about you. So it's a good reminder for everyone, I think. (laughs) Uh, Friends, overall, just like so many other things in life, Just relax and enjoy the process when it comes to weddings. Don't take it so seriously, although it is a serious decision and whatever, but the wedding is such a good time to celebrate and just be and a good excuse to get together and be with people. So people are still imperfect and even when they're planning a wedding, they still might disappoint you, they still might make you upset, but dig up some extra grace for your people and dish it out to them during this season. That would be my final thought here. So if you're engaged in getting married this year, congratulations. And I wish you the happiest of days and a good smooth planning process for you and a great start to your new life. And if you're in a wedding this year for your friends or your family members, enjoy and have a wonderful time and get your game face on. (laughs) And if this season is particularly hard, difficult, or painful for you to watch as you see announcement after announcement after announcement come out online or just uh, whatever in your social circles, I feel you so much and just know that the place of uh, your life or the season you are in right now has nothing to do with how lovely or valued or worthy that you are. So sending lots of love to you in particular during this season. But with that, this is the end of season two of Just Hit Send. It flew by. It doesn't it always. <laughs> well, I am going to give you some time to catch up on episodes that you may have missed from both seasons one and two. And my uh, next couple of months are kind of crazy. And we have a family wedding in um, in our family happening. So that's part of it as well. So um, I'm going to do everyone a service here and just chill the heck out. So here we go. <laughs> but uh, I am not sure exactly when I will be back. I'm still trying to figure that one out and also keep the podcast as something that is life-giving to me and not a burden or 
to task on the to-do list. So I think that makes for better episodes anyway. But I will see you in season three. Uh, Make sure you're subscribed or following the podcast and turn on your notifications so that you get notified when season three, episode one drops. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Your listening ears just make me so, so happy. You are truly fantastic. And I hope you enjoy season two of the podcast and I will see you in season three. Take care, my friend, and just hit send. Goodbye.